spectacular. Shafi, Shafi, are you there? Okay, so in your mind, who gets it? You, obviously. Thank you. Tom Petty, Missy Elliott, Nelson Mandela, Cheech Marin, the Dollies. Parton and... Llama. Oh. Taika Waititi, your Uncle Ernie. Okay. Just, just a whole bunch of people. Austin, Texas, as it generally does, right around sundown, around these here parts, the birds have long since vacated Bill the Landlord's bird feeder, their home cozying up in bed, staying warm underneath their blankets, waiting for one magical hour, a Matthew and Schaefer podcast spectacular, and they won't have to wait very long because we are recording right now just as soon as I can get a hold of that the guy with uh, the guy with mandibles like the predator the guy the guy who is the pride of Topanga California the guy who is proverbially in, proverbially inside two garages the guy named Matthew Rampy I ain't podcasting at all podcasting since you've been gone away, I ain't podcasting at all. No matter what cat might say. Shafy, there's a message on the internet, and we're sending you the signal some night. You don't know how desperate we've become, and it looks like we're losing this fight. That's that, that's where I'm. Love that song. That's where I'm leaving it. I do too. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to use that. I thought of that when we had taken a little break, and you you said you've been missing me, uh, but then I thought us. It was in a different mood that day uh, to do a different parody when we recorded. Yeah. So I kept that one. Close it's true. By. There was a break there when we weren't podcasting at all. Uh, now help me out. Is that the Pretenders? Heart? It, it's John Waite. Oh, I think it, I think it's a I think it is a one hit wonder. <laughs> I thought it was a. Do we need to have? I a thought one? it was a lady singer. <laughs> what do um, I know? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. John Waite. Um, maybe it was because of the my re- my rend. My rendition of it. No, maybe. in my head, I was yeah, definitely. Made you think of it. John Waite's got to have a couple other hits, though, right? Um, I'm checking. I'm missing he's you. An English musician. No, it's just missing you. I'm pretty sure it's just missing you in terms of <laughs> singles, in terms of of number ones. <laughs> His um, his popular oh he was he was the he's the he was the lead singer for Bad English ah which, right I think had some 
some legs. What um, was their song? We should have a. We need to do a one hit wonders uh, episode. Uh, make a note, Matthew. Uh, I already wrote. We it. uh, yeah. Um, what was bad English? Just one hit wonder. <laughs> oh, when I see you smile. When I see you yeah. smile. I could face the world. Oh. I could do anything. This is also they were a very they were a very short lived band. Probably for the best. Yeah. Yeah. Well, welcome to that trip down memory lane, said nobody. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing tonight, Shafee? Uh what do we did you say the did you say the name of the podcast? I said the name uh, of the podcast. The, uh, I did not say the number i believe we are on the less than auspicious 89 welcome to episode 89 one magical universe that is one episode away from 90 and 11 episodes away from 100 we're gonna blink our eyes and we're gonna be in triple digits how did that happen isn't isn't that always the way it goes um, do do you think we're on that list from the drop? Uh, I feel like I'm right behind T. Taika oh, Waititi. yeah, people who get it. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Both dollies. What Taika Waititi? <laughs> what's that from? It's from a. What's that it's from? From a new show with Ed Helms called Rutherford Falls or something. Oh, is that Ed, that's Ed yeah. Helms talking? Yeah, he's funny. Okay. Well, I enjoyed that quite a bit. I only I only saw a little bit, drop. but I found that I found that drop, and uh, it looks like the show's pretty good. I don't know it was from the few minutes that I watched. It's funny because that all what we just talked about was totally uh, forecasting everything I'm going to talk about. I got a show I want to talk about later, oh, and I got uh, you, you. You were saying in the blink of an eye, it's triple digits. I got a story to tell you about aging that everybody's going to enjoy. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm glad but you, uh, you are, you had the first item on the show. Sheet I guess I was just listing stuff. Honestly, it was like, this is something that I was talking about with Chuck, the bartender today at the bar. This is, <laughs> well, that's better than, that's better than nothing. <laughs> and I'm, I'm fascinated by the first item. Um, can you expand a little bit on Mars Super Eels? All lo- no, no. Even <laughs> wait, is this just a was this just a typo? Oh, yeah. It just says XTT. Oh, I thought you wrote that. No, <laughs> I don't. I don't know what that is. No, I don't think I wrote that. I don't think I wrote That's, that. Uh... <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the the first item on the show sheet tonight was just. <laughs> X T T, all lowercase, just on its own line, double space. Oh, dang, I I'm pretty crestfallen right now because I wanted to know what that was. Did you, Matthew? Did you get to look Apparently, at the? It was a some kind of mutual misspelling in a shared doc. It it looks like uh we're like Gattaca, you know the, is it's like some kind of code for our uh, genetic yeah, code uh, or something. Uh, it was just a snippet yeah, of our it was just code. A little, a little, a little bit to unlock the mystery of Matthew and Schaefer. <laughs> this podcast is a little bit is a little snippet of yeah, our all code. The, uh, all of our 
All of our mystery has gone out the window, definitely. When you say that, there's not uh, there's not much mystery left. Let me tell you. Well, um, I don't know. I still got some mysteries, but um, I uh, I think it's I'm hoping that it's endearing us more to people, you know, rather than sort of a familiarity breeds contempt situation. <laughs> I think it's, you know, that we'll kind see. of cycles. Time I think will it's, tell. You know, at first, people get to know you. It's exciting. And then maybe there is a little, oh, I've gotten used to you. But then, uh, you know, kind of, you know, you get under, you, you know, you get under the skin and then you emerge on the other side and you find, oh, now I've, now I love you. I don't just like you. You've become a part of me. And then, you know, that's why, that's why, you know, I, I knew that 100 was going to be different from episode 10. Uh, you know, I don't know. 200 is going to be a different from episode 100. You know, that's why you got to, got to stick at this to go through the, go through that growing, go through those changes, discover new things about us. We'll discover new things about you, you know, get in. A, we all got to get to know each other, right? I, I've had some verbal promises from people to start listening again. Like, I think, I feel like we had friends who, you know, when it was new and exciting, they jumped on the bandwagon. And then, you know, the, a lot of this is totally circumstantial, like I've talked about before. It's circumstantial with me as to whether I will listen to sure. a podcast. Lately, I have been on a learning curve and I haven't been listening to any podcasts. Sure. And if I have, uh, I'm I kind of I'm on the dollop. I don't. Oh, I've, I've to heard dollop? it mentioned. Uh, it's good. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a history lesson. One guy learns a history, and the other guy—they're both comedians—but then the other guy just riffs on the history the whole time. And I listened to Cabeza de Vaca, and that shit is crazy. I love the story of Cabeza de Vaca. <laughs> I mean, it was a two-parter too. It was almost four hours of podcast just to tell that tale. Um, but I've been listening to that a little bit. Uh, I'm totally going off track here. Oh, yeah. Uh, people have said, of course, I'm socializing again because I'm quite nearly fully vaccinated. And friends have told me, hey, you know what? I think I'm going to start listening again, you know. So like you were saying, it's it's you getting to know you. It's exciting. There's the thrill of the infatuation of the first part of the relationship. And then you kind of get, oh, yeah, this person again all the time in my life. And then you get away from them. And then and then one day on your device, you realize that we're still standing. And you you realize, oh, Matthew and Shafee never left. They don't call it a comeback. So, I saw at um, Tara's party where I also saw you and your lovely wife and your children. Uh, I saw Jesse. Jesse was dumbfounded. She was flabbergasted that we were at episode eighty-eight. She was completely astounded. She, and she she was one of the ones that I got a verbal. Yeah, she was like, uh, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I start to, listening I need again." To listen. <laughs> it's just people. It imparts well, a certain legitimacy, just that number. Now is a great time or not. to start listening again. Um, now, now is a great time to start listening again because we finally got our sound dialed in a little it's, bit. Sweet, start, like, yeah, we're getting, we're getting close. Provided there's not a third party. <laughs> I, do, I mean, if there's not a third person, yeah. right. Yeah, we have had some colossal, colossal 
we've had a bunch of different colossal blunders with you know guests um it's certainly easier just to uh, connect with you um but i mean the overall quality of the sound yes absolutely i feel like when i when when we were using just like a, the video service <laughs> the video chat service to record it we were basically getting like a single compressed file and there's nothing you can do with that and the way just every the way we've got it set up now with the provider that we're using although i guess they were to blame partially for our for our dark 87 the the lost lost episode the real lost episode i don't mean like the show lost where they started writing a story <laughs> and they had absolutely no idea where it was going not like that <laughs> not like we strung along america for like some years like everybody was like what's gonna happen in the hatch and it just came to nothing <laughs> didn't you feel really I- cheap didn't you feel? Did you? Did I did you watch not Lost? see did one episode really of Lost. And I feel really lucky. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wise, wise. Participated mate. in what, what amounted about, to a grift performed on the American people. <laughs> oh man, man, talk the about old switcheroo. Like because it, so many of the aspects of it were fascinating. Like the way they, and oftentimes it's this way with storytelling. The exposition of the story. It's just like what we were talking about the podcast. It's the exciting part. It's getting to know the story, getting to know the characters, setting it all up. Very exciting. Few storytellers really, you know, hit you in the gut in the end. Like like M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's a great example of that, but... Um... You know what I'm talking about. It, I, you, I see. My dad told me this when I was a kid. He's like, I rent a lot of movies. He would rent movies on VHS. He's like, I rent a lot of movies, and a lot of movies have a great beginning, and then so many of them just have some meaningless or dumb or cruddy. Well, end. you know, it's just it's hard. I've talked to this about a lot. You know, whether we're talking about uh, writing novels or writing plays or writing movies. The problem, it's ho- the reason why it's so hard to write an ending for any narrative is that endings don't exist in real life. In real life, nothing ever ties up. Nothing is ever, there's no punctuation. Everything just keeps on going. It's just, you know. Like the pandemic. My, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, you know, you kid, but yeah, it's a great example, you know. No, no, that's a that is a real life story that's happening uh, that that everybody's like. Now, what's yeah, the end to this? Like, and everybody's like, mm, I don't know. That's, variant. That's. Oh no, that's the sequel. <laughs> that's not the end. And I'm like, I don't know. Will you turn me down in your monitor as much as I love to hear the sound of my own sure. voice? <laughs> we get less Matthew in our monitor. Sometimes, I. Th- I think it's your hair sometimes too. Like if you have a, a little bit on your hair rather than your skin, you can just hear me through it. <laughs> I don't know. You know maybe. I mean? <laughs> Shaver, to, for those who don't know, Shaver has an amazing head of hair. <laughs> Usually it works if you just turn it down a little bit. Um, uh, boy, why don't you, because I feel like I've been grandstanding here, why don't you tell us a little bit about Mar? Super reels. Marsupials. Putting the super in marsupial. Marsuper reels. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, marsupials are just, I mean, particularly possums. You know, possums, 
come up regularly in my life. Uh, and for the few of you out there who might not know this, I'll tell you, I have a very large tattoo of a possum on my right forearm. And uh, it kind of wraps around my arm, and it's, it's a very distinctive piece. Uh, very, uh, kind of really leaps out at you like a possum in the dark. And it's certainly hard to miss if like you've just come to your bar for the first time and you're making a drink for you. What? And, you know, I tell folks, well, you know, if you get an extremely large tattoo of a possum on your arm, you find that you have to learn a lot about possums. You know, people have a lot of questions for you about them, uh, and, and mm-hmm. rightfully so. And uh, you know, and I do. Uh, you know, the reason I have a possum on my arm is because I have an affection for possums. Uh, uh, my sister and I, when we were kids, we found some uh, orphaned little baby possums uh, out by the garage in San Antonio, Texas, and we kept them in a shoebox, and you know, fed them old lettuce until they got big enough to wander off which didn't really take very long at all. And, uh, you know, it's interesting to me now to learn about it. And they do, you know, uh, they do mature very quickly. Now, a po- the possum is the Western Hemisphere's only marsupial. And they are, they are great survivors. They, uh, according, to the pos- uh, according to the fossil record, they are one of the most unchanged creatures over the last, you know, 90,000 years or whatever. Uh, you know, you, you know about uh, animals like sharks and crocodiles. Or, you know, they're they're distinctly distinctly suited for survival, and so as a result, you know, there hasn't been they haven't changed a lot, right? They're, as far as natural selection goes, they're they're pretty good at you know surviving and reproducing. So there's no need for there's no need for a lot of change, a lot of evolution. Uh, they kind of already are getting it right, and and it seems to me like that's true of, you know, kind of the larger predators, you know, it's, it's not surprising about a crocodile or a shark, but for something, just a small furry thing, like a possum, it's interesting for them to be so unchanged. And, uh, most marsupials are concentrated in Australia and, uh, in Indo-Asia. Very few there. In fact, there's only on the Western hemisphere, there's only the possum. You know, and to me, you know, obviously there was a time, you know, during, you know, before the shifting of the continents when Australia was tucked up into uh, South America there. And, you know, so the possum was split off at that point. And, you know, then they, they worked their way all the way up to Canada. And it's... Because there's a few reasons. The possum has a has lower body temperature, and that does not uh, it does not accommodate viruses well. A possum's never going to get rabies. A possum's never going to get a lot of the you know a lot of the problem stuff that you hear about. And uh, you know they're they're not picky about what they eat. They you know they can sleep basically anywhere there's a tree, or they don't even necessarily need a tree. Uh, you know. They can they eat uh, nuts, grass, uh, small insects, small animals, small birds, worms, 
small chickens. They can eat roadkill. They can eat garbage, garbage obviously. But really, where they exceed is just in their reproductive process. Like, they have that pouch, you know, and that kind of uh, protects the very small creature. But uh, they, they have litters of 20, and they can reproduce twice in a year. So, uh, and a possum is ready. Let's see. A possum is, I want to say, six months or, um, yeah, six to eight months age. Uh, they can they become sexually mature, so the so twenty kids twenty babies uh, in like two weeks after uh, after fertilization, the jelly bean sized possums move into the pouch, and then they stay there for just another uh, just another uh, few months. In a hundred days, they're gone. So. Wait, but they're in the pouch for a hundred days. Uh, I, th- I want to say they're t- about two months. They're in the pouch. You know, the whole process okay. takes mm-hmm. the process of fertilization to the possum wandering off is three months. The baby possum wandering off. Uh-huh. So, so okay. a mama possum can have about a forty offspring in a year, and Whoa. at six to eight months, those offspring can have their own 20, 20 litter. Uh, births. So this, you know, and if you've ever seen a possum wandering around in front of your car in the middle of the night, you'd be like, "Oh, well, this animal's not suited for survival." But uh, fortunately, they do it fast and they do it in great numbers, and uh, that's how I think they keep. Uh, they, that's where they really excel in terms of you know our our essential goal, which is survival and propagation of our species. They got a good strategy. And now you know just a little bit about what I know about possums. Anyway, they're super, super cool. They're great survivors. And uh, what you've heard about playing possum, uh, it's true. It's But it's the interesting thing is that it's actually a biochemical reaction. They, uh, they're, not, they're not faking it, as it were. They're not consci- consci- consciously choosing to lay down and play dead. They have... There is when the, in that in that fri- in that uh, moment when they fu- they find themselves in danger, their body releases a chemical that makes it seem like they're dead. So their heartbeat slows down, and you know something poking around at it that might be more interested in life prayers kind of like, oh, this thing's dead. It might have been dead for a while. I'm <laughs> I'm not eating it. Another good so. strategy, and they're ugly too. I mean, in terms of you don't want to eat them. Oh, now you know? see that's like they look. That's they look personal like, opinion. But they look a little. They look mangy. They look mangy. They do. Like they do. Ha- bit, they do right? have oddly bare tails. That's true. <laughs> but if you've been around a lot of possums like I have, uh, and I, I've heard my dad admit this too. You know, my dad, uh, you know, out on the, out in the orchard will catch possums and have a heart traps. And I'm sure that, I'm sure that when I'm not there, he. Uh, he shoots them, but when if I'm there, he, he they get to go free, uh, and we've definitely <laughs> found some possums in those traps. And then like, wow, this is a particularly handsome possum, and uh, okay, maybe I just haven't known a lot of handsome possums. A cute possums. possum is just the cutest thing in the whole world. So, 
we had a baby possum back here for a while that we would be spotting in this tree and it was it was very cute but adam and i there's a possum living in under the house right now when adam and i were sitting out back the day before the the failed attempt at adam on the podcast um we were just sitting having a drink and and one it came out from under the deck and it was a large large um possum of a possum's and possum it was a possum's possum if you know the what nice thing is it'll that'll eat and rats it, and eat uh cockroaches and all kinds of stuff as long as yeah. you know okay it, it can hang we've got space under there for him yeah and and it's and they're 20 and they're 20 little yeah. ones <laughs> when the time comes they just they crank it's a lot of good strategies that the possum has for survival it's not surprising that they remain unchanged like they're in this niche they really have their niche right in the world and in the it's like in the darkness they exist in the darkness and they and then they just being able to eat anything the fast reproduction the the playing dead the there's a defensive posture the defense wins championships you, uh... You know what I mean? You, my friend, sound like a possum fan. Well, you're definitely... uh, I definitely have a better attitude about them, knowing you, knowing your tattoo. (laughs) But also knowing those items about them. Like, they don't... I don't think the possum's under there tearing up the house. They're not carrying a bunch of disease. although, Although I hear... You can get leprosy from a possum. <laughs> is that true? Have you ever heard that? That is definitely that, that they is can transmit leprosy. That's a rumor. Okay. That's a rumor about <laughs> armadillos, but I think that that's false too. They do. I okay. think that armadillos do carry leprosy, but they don't pass it on or something. I don't know. It's just in this day and age, nobody really wants yeah, leprosy. You know, <laughs> and it it's bad for your Instagram. Um, <laughs> well, speaking of getting old, well, wait, were we speaking of that? <laughs> I, don't know. I have a, t- I have a tale for you of aging. This is tales <laughs> of aging. I don't, let me see if, let me see if I have a beat for this. Yeah, that's it. The, the. The truth is the robot has a little short and like I had another beat set up, but it short, like it, it went off, but this is better for tales of aging anyway. Kinda, yeah. I like that. I like that vibe. Well, this thing happened today. I have not had an eye exam since I was maybe eight years old and Isabel uh, needed to get an eye exam and I thought you know what maybe I should get an eye exam too so today Isabel and I went to the ophthalmologist and um, I learned a lot about my vision <laughs> um, first thing there's a lot of crazy technology at the eye doctor these days have you th- there's these machines that take the picture of the back of your eye and then there was this other machine that was this farmhouse. You put your head in this thing to stabilize your head, and you looked in these in these binoculars of sorts, 
and there was a farmhouse way in the distance and it was something where the farmhouse would get out of focus and come back into focus i don't know what they were measuring there uh, but there's that, and then some of the standard eye exam stuff, which actually is on a screen now. Instead of like a chart, a printed chart, there's like a, a screen, and there, you know, it's just three lines, three or four lines. They're like, which which of these lines can you hit? And anyway, um, I am having um, obviously, I'm I'm turning 45 next week i'm having some issues with my eyesight and i I, th- I thought reading a little bit you know like when i'm reading i'm straining to keep things in focus i keep having to move the printed materials closer and farther away from my eyes and um it turns out it's because i can't really see very well <laughs> or or you know it's definitely going both in the distance and close um when the doc put the multi-lens thing over your face um and started weenusing around with the yep. with the better lenses. a better b um better a better yeah b. yeah yeah when one, when things two. like snapped into focus i was i laughed out <laughs> loud like a just a hearty bell i was like <laughs> uh, that's what it's like to see again i was like oh look at that it's really crisp really amazing the the whole the whole science of you know correcting vision is fascinating really um so yeah i need some glasses i really need either the two i need the the close the close readers and i need my driving glasses but i'm thinking about just getting the readers right now i the the doc said i don't think that the, the far stuff is crucial for you right now like You'll definitely enjoy looking at your computer and, and reading printed materials better if you get the readers. Um, so I'm going to do that. Then there's the, the the bifocals of today, which are called progressives. Mm, yeah. Am I saying that sure. right? Where it's like, they're bifocals, but there's no line. Right. And um, the doc explained um, that there's quite a transition period with that. Mm. I don't know. I think I'll just get the, the, I want to get the readers first. Maybe I should get the two. I don't know. Um, I mean, yeah. you know, Isabel needs some glasses too. Like you said, you, you, you have, you have vision correction, I right? Do. I'm very lucky. I have not had an eye exam in, you know, over a decade, probably a decade and a half now because I got the LASIK, the laser correction. You got yeah. the LASIK. Uh huh. So I, have noticed a tiny little bit of trouble reading, you know, very small print that's close to my a face. Slippage. Uh, but I don't, I don't, uh, I don't seem to be at the point where, you know, I, I still read the printed page fairly easily, uh, or you know, completely easily. There's just there's some things on the phone that are just printed super small that I have trouble reading, but that you know. We're going to adjust that yeah, in the preferences. It's <laughs> tough to say whether. Pretty much, I, I could probably hand it to an 18-year-old next to me, and they would be like, yeah, I can't read that. It's, it's printed super small. Um, but yeah. uh, I can see a time in the future when I would probably need reading glasses, but it's, I don't think it's here yet. 
Uh, but yeah, it's interesting to hear about new uh, new eye cr eye correction technology. Yeah, because I am I've been totally out of that loop. I'm very lucky. Well, I um, didn't think I needed reading glasses until I saw <laughs> quite clearly <laughs> that I did. <laughs> but isn't that always the way it goes? Sure right? is. You just don't see it until it comes into focus. And to fuck us. That's what Bogner Przinsky, my Polish professor, used to say. <laughs> In this class, we're going to fuck us on this topic. Um, yeah. Hey, have you seen on Apple Plus this program, Ted Lasso? I have, yeah. Man, that show is really has really captured my yeah, heart. Yeah, it's a heart heartwarming show, uh, isn't it? I traveled to England as a very ignorant wanky yank myself <laughs> and remember being subjected to some of that British um, disdain for the wanky American strong. They're not subtle. It's a prejudice that they're not subtle about. <laughs> um but I love the way that Ted by the way this is a show about an American football coach from some B league not even like the NFL who's taken a team all the way and he's chosen by a Premier League team to be the new head coach knowing very very little about the game of football and uh, it turns out the the premiership team is owned by the wife of a philandering millionaire owner who's lost his team in the divorce. And it's her idea to sink the team by hiring this dumb. <laughs> he's not dumb. That's the thing. He's very forthright and he's very enthusiastic and he's very optimistic and, he's, and that's very off-putting to a lot of people, and I understand that. <laughs> I'm a little that way, too. I see I like, I like, see myself in Ted. I feel the pressure of the Brits. But but I like the message, which is like he really cares about people. Yeah, yeah. You know? Or that's part, that part of the message is he, his, his secret to success is like really caring about people and being unselfconscious about his accent. And like, I, I don't know great show highly recommend i'm gonna give it an avocado rating right now i'm i'm feeling an eight avocados for Ted i'm Lasso. right there with you but it's it's hitting a lot it's hitting a lot of personal topics soccer britain dumb yankees yeah. <laughs> yeah i found it completely delightful um, yeah looking forward to season two Well, I, we just got amy wanted to see the david attenborough thing the year the world changed and we just we got a we're doing the free trial, but I may have to. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I think I'm going to be able to binge the first season before the trial's over. Give, I don't know. Apple, this is wasting my time. I gotta go. I gotta go watch give Ted Apple Lasso. their pound of flesh. I've been giving them some pounds was, lately. We've actually. all we've all given Apple, and I'm not talking British pounds. Apple a lot of our money. <laughs> Some of us more some than others us. over the years, but some 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 rebel, some rebel against the empire, and some people just enjoy the luxury. 
Zans. I'm a luxury enjoyer myself. Yeah, me too. And that's, you know, that's all right, I think. Every, There's... every, every once in a while, my son is like, Darth Vader is cool. And I'm like, yeah, but I mean, the Rebellion, you know, like... Uh, he's like, nah, I'm cool. I'm a stormtrooper. <laughs> Griffin, it was so good to see Griffin. He's a, he's a delight. Yeah, he was entertaining the bar. Hopefully, the <laughs> hopefully he, didn't, he didn't learn too much from... <laughs> From the Blue Lagoon. <laughs> yeah, Griffin was watch was watching no sound on <laughs> and edited for television. The Brooke Shields Blue Lagoon <laughs> film, which is not a lot about the birds and the bees in that film. Listen, it's it's uh, he was. I figure you know, and rightfully as so. far as ways to learn a little something about something. That is just about as innocent and... <laughs> For sure. It occurred to me later that I could have asked the barkeep to change Yeah, I could see that you working that out in your know, head and... I don't know why well, that didn't... That, you know what? I did, it didn't even... I, like, we're... <laughs> I, I sh- it, it only crossed my mind I, later. I, I should have been I, like, is there a sporting event? I we thought I saw do? you kind of work it out in your head and being like, oh, maybe, you know, maybe just a little of this right now would be all right, you know? When you think about, you know, I'm trying to not micromanage yeah. things. I'm trying to just let things yeah. ride. So, I mean, National Poetry Month. That it is. We love it. Sure, wish we had a. Sure, wish we had a poem to read. Well, funny you should say that, sir. Because do you what? Do you guys remember the other night when I told the story about googling Ada Limon? And, you know, I... Oh, yeah. Is Ada Lamone I, married? Yeah, I found the reference to Lucas. You know, I talked about that. And then, you know, I also found just this weird phrase. It was phrased as a question. What it looks like to us and the words we use, question mark. Obviously, like, the Google out algorithm had misunderstood that and put a question mark at the end. You know, but I said... And I texted Ada. I said, I found this funny question under your name. You know, I said, to me, it sounds like a poem. I'm going to write a poem with this title. And she kind of laughed. And I went ahead and wrote the, wrote the poem, and I read the poem to you last week. Ada kind of laughed because uh, what, what I didn't know was she had already written a poem with that exact title, and that's why it came up under her name. And I later put it all together, and I said, oh, I get it now. And she's like, yeah, I figured, <laughs> I figured you would figure it out. <laughs> and I did. Yay me. <laughs> so, she has a lot of faith. So I had the poem that I wrote from her title. And, you know, like, I, and I, as I said last time, this kind of, you know, goes back to a time when uh, we were all doing, her and I and a bunch of our friends were all doing a lot of uh, kind of collaborative work together in New York City. And it was really fun. And this, so this, to me, kind of harkened back to that. So I read the poem for you guys last time that I had written from Ada's title. So at this time, I would like to read to you Ada's poem. Of the same title. What it looks like to us and the words we use. All these great barns out here in the outskirts, black creosote boards knee deep in the bluegrass, they look so beautifully abandoned, even in use. You say they look like arcs after the seas dried up, I say they look like pirate ships, and I think of that walk in the valley where Jay said, You don't believe in God? And I said, No. I believe in this connection we all have to nature, to each other, to the universe, 
And she said, yeah, God. And how he stood there, low beasts among the white oaks, Spanish moss and spider webs, obsidian shards stuck in our pockets, woodpecker flurry, and I refused to call it so. So instead, we looked up at the unruly sky, its clouds in simple animal shapes we could name, though we knew they were really just clouds, disorderly and marvelous and ours. Well, there's a reason she's on her way to poor Yeah. The thing about writing a poem that's the same title, with the same title as one of Ada Lamont's poems, is Ada's is probably going to be much better than yours. And that's all right. I love. It's like you got served. I love Ada. Oh, no, it's on. Well, the thing is, I kind of served myself. I didn't. I didn't. No, she didn't ask me to write a, a poem with the same title. I didn't even know it was happening. I just. I kind of, I kind of absentmindedly served myself, and it's fine. I, uh, it was a good, it was, it's a good, uh, it's a good exercise for me, both to write a poem and to uh, be reminded of my humility. <laughs> both things are useful, and uh, I love Ada, and I love every poem that she's ever written, and it's a good, it's fun still to engage in a poetic dialogue with her one way or the other. So thank you. I like it that you said I absentmindedly served myself <laughs> in the clear. Probably enjoy that later on. <laughs> uh, well, buddy, uh, I'm looking forward. Sometimes, sometimes one magical hour is not. It's one not quite an hour. hour, and people aren't accustomed to that. But they'll get. I used could to dig it. up. A- <laughs> I could dig up a new story if you, if you want to vamp for a second. No, no, I don't. I don't think that's necessary. I, don't think, I think we've said I don't it, think all it is either. In the inauspicious episode this eighty-nine, is, I think that people are going to be excited to get on to episode. This is 90. just the right time. Travis Hagedorn only had to only had to sit in his car for about five minutes at the end of his commute to finish listening to this episode. Is he still listening? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Travis, if you're listening, uh, drop us Facebook and let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Get at us. Listen, if you um, love us or if you hate us, could you go on Apple Podcasts and give us five stars? By all means. And if there's anything that you'd like to hear us talk about or if there's anything that you're interested in and would like to know more about, we can do the research on our end. Let us know. Uh, You know, uh, Ellen got at us about Yahoo Serious. And uh, tell us what you're interested in. If there's somebody who you think would be good on the show, uh, let us know and send us their email address, and we'll talk about getting on. We're currently we're still we're still uh, we still have plenty of folks in the hopper, um, but we all, we would love to uh, throw throw one of your friends in the mix or one of your heroes, or uh, you know somebody somebody that you're curious to know more about. Um, Does in the hopper mean in our heads? Yeah, the you know. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I, I, I've talked to some people about being on the podcast. Well, it's, part of it is, is scheduling in this. Part of it is scheduling in this in this uh, semi post pandemic sure. era, right? Semi post. <laughs> you know, uh, Matt. Ever since Matthew, ever since you uh, noted my uh, my un- my initially jesting but now unconscious pronunciation of pandemic. Uh, I've been more, more conscious of it, and I brought it up the other day at the bar, and the 
Chuck the bartender was like, yeah, you know, I always wondered about that. I figured I wouldn't say anything. But I was, always wondered why you pronounce the word pandemic like some kind of yokel. <laughs> I thought you were doing a bit here, which I thought was funny, but um, apparently it was an unconscious yeah, yeah, it started out as kind of a kind of a joke and then I think wormed its way into my regular lingo. That, that's how jokes can be. A few years ago, after many, many years of this being in the past, I started saying bra, and then I just couldn't stop. <laughs> and it's so easy to go from ironic usage regular, to that guy says that. Usage. Yeah. Also, also, like, you might be using something in an ironic manner, and other people yeah, don't know no that. there's no reason why they know. would, yeah. Yeah, my life has been a series of, of terrible, terrible mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> you think what you think a thing is one way i thought i had good vision i've been walking around thinking my eyes are fine and then i get to the doctor's office and they were like look and i was like oh <laughs> that's how it goes folks <laughs> yeah we love you all one magical universe um tell your friends about us our our numbers are falling. And uh, if you're in India, please note that I did. I tweeted at Joe Biden <laughs> and at the U.S. Congress to send you guys our extra vaccines that we have lying around. So I uh, oh, yeah. want you to know that we are thinking of you and we want you to be safe. We got apparently we got plenty of them because we got a bunch of fellow citizens who just think they don't need it. Yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. We, and, uh, but in that in that paradigm, I'm happy to send them to other countries. That makes because sense. we're Americans, we buy too much of everything, and so. also, yeah, there's a large part of our society who's convinced that yeah, they don't they don't need them or don't want. That's them. great. So that's great. We'll we'll be the simmering cauldron of variants for like the next ten years. All right, uh, all right. We, simmering, we I don't, simmering I don't, cauldron we, of variants is the show title, by the way. <laughs> Good, that works perfectly. All right, we love you. Uh, Pour the choices. Sweeter the wine. <laughs>